0: LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 97.3. Have your say with Steve Allen.
1: Morning, every Friday morning, LBC 97.3. And it's another bloomin' hot day, and I can't stand it. I absolutely hate it to piece it. I can absolutely drench myself just going for a very small walk. It's not my kind of weather at all. The sooner we have the freezing cold temperatures back, the happier I will be. And luckily, Wednesday of next week is when the temperature drops down to 15 degrees. There are some people, probably upstairs in the office, who are going, oh, love this heat wave, and, you know, turn up wearing shorts and stuff like that. Not me. Overcoat man and, uh, sitting there. Air conditioning, middle of winter, because I get hot at the best of times, so when it is hot, I get even worse. Terrible. I just can't cope with it at all. If I'm sitting indoors, it's fine. Air conditioning on, doors shut, everything. Just hermatically seal myself. Christo was just making me laugh a minute ago. Yes, it was just a minute ago. It made me laugh. He was saying that he's, he's going to be sort of sitting in his garden later in his speedos. So a little bit of a shock warning there, so I've informed the local constabulary, and, uh, I think that's indecent exposure. I see no reason to, uh, to sort of think anything else, I'm afraid. 84850, Also, we've got the pictures on the papers this morning, as you now know, of this uh, this idiot who goes into the sea in South Africa. Big warning signs, do not go in the water. There are sharks out there. The flags are flying. We've seen sharks do not go in the water. This idiot walks into the water. Shark attacks him. And uh, even though passers by, it said to him, don't go in the water. You can bet your bottom dollar, can't you, that when eventually this this story reaches its conclusion, it will turn out that he's got a history of mental problems, and uh, he just shouldn't have been in the water. If there's a big sign-up, what is it about these stupid people? There is a sign-up saying, you know, don't put your hand under this hot tap because it will scald you. So they turn on the tap and put their hand underneath it. Do not go in the water. There are sharks. You can see the shark. Here are the big flags flying. Here are the big signs. They put the signs up. He goes, well, if I get bitten by a shark, I'll get bitten by a shark. So he gets bitten by a shark. And you've got the picture. I don't think they're that horrendous, but he's pulled screaming out of the, uh, the water. Stupid man. Stupid man. Another person who's costing, you know, the, uh, the health service deer. But uh, he's lost half of one leg and half of the other. Although, to be honest with you, the picture as he's being pulled out in the mirror this morning doesn't show that much. little bit of blood in the water. Uh, I would have thought actually there would have been you know if you look at the picture of this great white uh, which isn 't the one that attacked him um you you look at these they, they, they could literally bite your torso in half, they could actually take you away and uh, and what they do is they 've now made out that there 's a seal that was helping him i don 't think it was anything to do with that i mean he wasn 't that far in, and the thing took him you know quite because they do what they do is they see shadows. That's why it's generally people on surfboards who are at risk, people paddling out there, because they think it's a seal. All they see is the shape and the two arms either side, and they think, seal! And it isn't until they bite it that they realise what it is, and then they decide whether or not they can actually eat the thing. But what, what they tend to do, if they catch seals, is just sort of throw them around and uh, and eventually strip the, uh, the sort of flesh off them, and that's it. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I've, I've seen these whales... Every year, they did it on um, uh, an Attenborough programme where every year the seals go to this island to breed and every year the killer whales turn up. Why? Because the seal pups in the water and they just literally launch themselves up the beach. Straight up there, grab the seal and then flip, 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 flip back out to sea again. And they just take them, and then they sort of throw them out, and we go, oh, isn't that awful? And we're sitting there watching a programme about it, because it's, en- it's, it's sort of, it's classed as an entertainment, but at the same time, it's a proper documentary on what goes on. You can't, you can't change anything like that. It's like you, you say to yourself, couldn't the cameraman go, shoo, shoo, and shoo them away? Like, you know, when you see lions attacking poor gazelles and stuff, and wildebeest, and you think, shouldn't the cameraman be doing something to save it? And they go, no, because you can't change nature. You can't sort of start altering things like that, which is a great... There's there's the same woman pictured in two of the papers today. Her name is uh, Danny Sheehan. Danny's obviously model, and she's pictured uh, sitting on the beach. She's pictured in the uh, Daily Mirror, and she's very lucky, so obviously her her agency are very pleased, because she's managed to get front page of the Daily Star because they were obviously that desperate to put a picture of a girl in a bikini. might have been taken, you know, ten years ago. You've got no idea when these pictures are taken, but she's obviously the, uh, the agency photo for the day. I think what they do is they go, uh, listen, um, should we go down the beach today? It's very hot, and can you sit on, on a deck chair with your really bad split ends, and uh, can, you wear a can you lean forward and look as though you're applying some tan lotion? And uh, next to her, they've got a bottle of wine <laughs> and a wine glass. <laughs> so she's obviously a class act, so well done, Danny soaking up the sun at Southwold. So, big up for Southwold there this morning. Uh, the 80 mile an hour speed limit they're talking about. That's a good idea. Although, oh dear, although, sorry, it makes no, no difference uh, on the 80 mile an hour speed limit because I can't do that anyway because all round my way we've got roadworks and when you've got roadworks you're limited to 50 miles an hour so we all sort of, you know, meander between the co- I've never seen anybody working. I've never seen anybody working or doing anything at all. They just sort of stand there looking at us. It's like you know you, it's like london we, we we came through Piccadilly earlier on and and you and and they're now resurfacing around Piccadilly it's a complete dog's dinner, any other country they get this stuff done quite quickly in London they just see they, they start one thing then they finish it and then they dig it all up again and do something else. so the whole of Piccadilly, which is chock a block this morning, I have to tell you, loads and loads of young people, and it's only. Thursday night last night. So they go out Thursday night and they're still hanging around in the morning. And they're really young. Now, whether they're all foreign students, I don't know. But at the, at the moment, it's chock-a-block out there. It's not pleasant in London when it's chock-a-block like that. It's a bit like going to Westfield out at Stratford. There's <laughs> just too many people walking towards you. Uh, more on the um, the shark attack. Brit, Michael Cohen's life saved by two friends who pulled him from the water. Good for them, but fool, fool that he is for going out. And, uh, another of the only, only wears Essex people. Actually, it's very strange. There's a, oh, there's a piece. Now, where did I get this piece from earlier on? It was, it was one of the columnists, and I'm not sure whether or not she's just being particularly stupid or ignorant, but she's likening One Direction to the Beatles. I mean, you know, there's such a thing as brown-nosing to try and get interviews. Oh, it's Polly. Polly Hudson. Why One Direction are better than the Beatles? I mean, either she's sort of, she's lost her way or she's being ironic. And, uh or whether she's just being particularly stupid and lame. But she says here, uh, why One Direction are better than The Beatles? One, The Beatles have never been on The X Factor, proving she really is as stupid as I thought she was. Two, The Beatles might have produced a few all-right songs, but they foisted some right howlers on us, like Walrus Rubbish. One Direction's entire back catalogue is arguably a totally perfect body of work. They've only actually released one single, so perhaps she's not aware of that. And also, of course, One Direction don't write anything. The difference is the Beatles sang their records. One Direction, because she says here, uh, the Beatles rushed to deliver their first album, bashing out ten of the fourteen tracks in just one day. One Direction have spent nearly a whole year on their debut, so it's obvious which will be the superior recording. She's quite clearly as stupid as I thought she was in the first place. Perhaps she's done it. Perhaps she's being deliberately obtuse, you know, and, and sort of just sort of saying it because she thinks she's being clever, but she just comes over as ignorant i'm afraid and uh, she says here what one, one direction called simon Cowell, uncle simon john lennon never even met simon Cowell because he was shot dead polly i mean i wonder whether or not perhaps you're aware of that fact i mean you know i'm quite sure that you've uh you've written this very much tongue-in-cheek but it's made you come over as a complete dork i'm afraid a complete and utter idiot it's just so stupid and, you know if you like brown nosing love then you're, you're you're doing it very well indeed but uh, quite clearly, let's face it, 10 years' time, One Direction's still with us? Don't think so. Two years' time, One Direction? Don't think so. I don't think they will be here. And and also, they can't sing. The Beatles could sing. That's why. I'll tell you, I'm, I think she's done it just to wind me up. I'm convinced. It's kind of worked, isn't it, really, I suppose. Um, the Beckhams are out here. Beckham's uh, granddaddy, Cruz. Uh, David Beckham's dad, Ted. Good lord, there's a, that's a rare visit. From Ted Beckham. Don't often see him, do we? Don't often see him. And, uh, strangely enough, on the front page of The Sun this morning, there's another super-rich footballer, 70 grand a week, and they claim that he's been given a yellow card by Tesco because he nicked a donut. He nicked a donut. Now, of course... Oh, we have got him on CCTV. He's been interviewed by uh, by Tesco. He's on the front... Put pa- I don't think they're going to risk putting somebody on the front page. They have to bring in a Spanish-speaking person to say to him, you know, not Nick!'' You'll not take, please, not take donuts. And then, strangely enough, because I think he actually plays for uh, for Man United, he's on seventy grand a week. He's twenty, and Alex Ferguson has actually said about him. He said he is uh, he, he he's fully behind the star sign. He said he's twenty years of age and doesn't know the culture of the country. What what that you have to pay for stuff that you pick up in shops, you donuts. Good, l- I will tell you, you know, sometimes you look at these footballers. Mind you, it's nothing new, is it? We have seen the. um... The uh, the mothers of footballers going out shoplifting quite well known in certain departments. But this bloke uh, nicked a donut but escaped a penalty. Uh, they brought somebody and they said, "You not take from us, please. We no, but we no like this thing." And so um, all, all he did was he picked it up, like people do. And you must have seen people doing it in supermarkets. And they pick it up, you know, mums pick up a packet of crisps for the kids, open it, give it to them, and then just discard the wrapper in the truck. They don't pay for it. They're thieves. They've nicked it. Bane in my life, I'm afraid, watching mums, they, you know, or failing that. They'll actually buy some grapes and they open them and eating them as they're going round. They seem to think it's the kind of... Th- I'd have these people taken out and shot. That's why you've got prices that you've got. It's because people nick. I mean, it makes no difference, to be honest with you, whether he's actually nicked a donut or a television. It's the fact that he's a thief. Because, you know, you reckon if he, if he's got caught for this time, how many times has he done it before without being caught? And that's—it doesn't matter what you steal. He might go; it's only worth one pound nineteen pe-. It doesn't matter whether it's worth that or a million pounds. It's the fact that you thieve. you know. What an embarrassment! Poor bloke, seeing himself on the front page. They've actually called him a donut, and so that you, but he was caught scoffing it on CCTV because they always put it next to the magazine. So I think people stand there, and they are just—you know—you think to yourself, you're earning seventy grand a week. I'd find him seventy thousand quid, and go, there you go, mate. That'll teach you at twenty. You know, and, and we're going to give all the money to charity. We're going to give it to the National Health Service. You know, because I couldn't care less what you've stolen. The fact that you've nicked, I'm afraid, is, is the fact that you're a thief. The police decided not to take it any further, and uh, Tesco's have just sort of said... Normally, if, if you're caught nicking from Tesco's, they ban you for three months. But in this particular case, they, they haven't. Probably because they're so, so desperate, because he's a £70,000-a-week footballer. And they'll go, you know, quite rightly, it is only a donut. But, you know, if we all went in there and nicked donuts today, and they go, well, it's all right for this footballer to do it, you see how fast they they, they come back to you. You see how fast they come back. Um, There's something else. Oh, God, I tell you, do you know what they've launched today? The Only Wears Essex have launched a makeup uh, range. Who the hell wants to look like that? God, blimey, don't waste your time and money, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody, actually, Barbara Taylor Bradford was talking about her favourite cream which is an estee lauder cream she says i use it twice a week makes my skin feel all soft and lovely so there you go quarter past five these <laughs> the headlines morning everybody 18 minutes past five i can't read what frankie boyle says about some of the people in his column today he's he's rude beyond belief in fact it's the kind of thing that we're all probably thinking because he says here rebecca you don't know who she is but she got the boot from big brother she's a hostess who says that men pay her 500 pounds just to chat to her for an hour of course they do, love. Long as you believe that. Long as you believe that. It's just another tart on the box, I'm afraid. I couldn't really care less. I don't believe hostesses. We know exactly what they are. You know, do you seriously believe that men are that dumb? They're going to sit there and just pay £500 to talk to somebody for an hour? Come in here. Give me 50 quid. You can talk to me for an hour. Fif- well, six, £65 an hour I'd rather actually get for like that. Because you've got to pay tax and everything else. Plus, plus that, of course, so... Yeah. And then I'll give you a ride home in the car afterwards for 150 OK? Seems fair enough, doesn't it? And she re- she gets five. A- Why is it all these hostesses claim they're earning all this money? I bet if you went back through her books on the tax man, the tax man's going, you would claim you... Wait, well, you just put down you earned 50 quid last week. Where's this £500 an hour? Oh, it was not a long time ago. Yeah, of course it is, love. Of course it is. But anyway, she was kicked out of Big Brother, which is roughly like the rest of them should be tonight, but I'm, I don't know anybody who's watching it. Actually, the good news is, the only way is Essex um, has lost a load of its audience... The time we got round to it on Wednesday night, we'd we'd hemorrhaged because I think people have I think people have had enough of it. I think they're actually a bit bored. You know what? The Chelsea ones more entertaining, uh, or watch the Real Housewives of New York City, who is it's they're really odd. I mean they they're, they're even odder than the women of Orange County, who are orange. I think denotes the color that they are. I don't, they're, and they're, some of them are horrible. Some of them are so. Talking of horrible, I couldn't believe the story either. The judge couldn't believe the story. This is the uh, this is the twisted family. Okay, you've got an eighty nine year old pensioner. He has an adopted daughter. Okay, and uh, she decides the adopted daughter that they're going to they're going to kill him to get the inheritance. So together with her sister, sorry, her her, her daughter who is. Fourteen, her brother 19 and his 17-year-old girlfriend, they launched this horrific bid to batter this dementia sufferer with bricks. He says to them, what are you doing this to me for? You cannot believe how vile these people are. He survived the injury. The girl was sent to a young offenders institute for 26 months but will serve only 13. The sister was given a two-year rehabilitation order and the girlfriend got a three-year sentence. The mother was earlier jailed for 17 years. They are scum of the earth. And the brother got an indeterminate young offender sentence. Apart from the younger sister, all were convicted of conspiracy to murder. They went onto the website and studied sick internet sites like How to Kill a Pensioner. I mean, there are some pretty sick people out there. And uh, they, they hurled bricks through his window in an effort to scare him to death. Then they cut the fuel pipe of his car in a vain attempt to make it explode. And the battering with bricks on him was made to look as though he'd had a fall. I mean, these people are just filth absolute filth. I mean, the police called it a particularly cruel crime. I bet privately they're not calling it. I bet privately they're wishing they could string these people up themselves. I mean, yeah, a girl of 16 joined in to try and get rid of this pensioner for his cash. What sick people out there. I tell you, if I was running a prison, I'm afraid they'd be, they'd be coming to a very nasty end. I'm sorry. I've, you know, I don't know how bad people can do it. Oh, my God. Look at that picture. Sorry, I've i do, I'm just taken it back slightly. It's it's, uh, it's Victoria Beckham smiling. And it, it's, well, it's not really smiling, but also I've just realised it was taken, I think, when she was about 18, and she, she still can't quite do a smile. But it, but it is, it is a lot better. It is a lot better. And she obviously thought she had sort of model looks, because they've got lots of people. They say here, would you know the stars by their first pictures? And of course you would. We had, uh, I mean, Katie Price is unrecognisable. You know, she used to look really, really pretty and attractive. Now it just looks shallow, cold. What a shame. If she'd left herself as she was, very pretty, with all that lovely natural hair and everything else, now it just looks jaded. She looks like a washed-up old 70s porno star. She just looks embarrassing, I'm afraid. There's a picture of Madonna. Now, the best picture I ever saw of Madonna was when she accompanied Michael Jackson to, I think it was the Oscars, and he went in one of his sort of military-type uniforms, and, and he looked very good. She looked like Marilyn Monroe. She was swathed head-to-toe in white fur with a white slinky dress with diamonds and platinum. She looked amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, Jerry Halliwell, of course, she, she was a little popsicle who went topless way back in her career. She was a, She was a little desperado. Hasn't changed at all. Bridget Bardot. Kate Moss? I thought Kate Moss looked better years ago. I don't, quite, I don't quite get it with sort of supermodels and things like that. People go, they were a supermodel. I look at Naomi Campbell, just looks like some tall bird from Streatham who can't walk properly on a catwalk. That's all I think they are. They're clothes horses, nobody's remotely interested in what they're talking about. All they're supposed to do is look good in somebody's clothes. Male models are, are even worse, because we had one on the celebrity big brother who turned out not to be a celebrity, Bobby something. I mean, he just looked like a complete plank, I'm afraid. Audrey Hepburn? She was very pretty, wasn't she? Mind you, we were all pretty. When we were younger, get out some of your pictures and you have a look. And when we were younger, we were, well, most of it, Christo wasn't. But I mean, when you look at most people, I bet Christo was, I'd like, I'm going to try and find out, actually. I'm going to have a word with him secretly and see if I can get hold of some pictures of him as a child. Because I reckon he was a little chubby chops. I reckon that running about on the beaches, you've got little chubby chops, little chubby chops, Christo Fufas, I bet. Naomi Campbell. They say, one of the world's most beautiful supermodels with a diva-like attitude. No, it's not diva-like attitude. It's just rude. It's just rude. There's no point in calling it diva. For for, for diva, read bad-mannered, rude and foul-mouthed. OK, let's leave it at that. Joan Collins. Well, I've got news on Joan Collins later on, because I think this weekend you're going to be uh, capturing the lady herself. I never mentioned her age during the interview. I never mentioned her age, because I think it's... impertinent dimensions I can do it now because she's not sitting in front of me but I tell you if I look as good as that at 78 not not that I want a pair of breasts and some very long legs that go up to here yes I I don't actually want to dress up in drag okay like that on uh, on record thank you very much indeed but I mean for 78 for 78 she looks fantastic fantastic I mean just fantastic you know I mean long legs very short skirt Very short skirt. So uh, she's going to be in conversation this Sunday at uh, 9 o'clock, together with... (coughs) (coughs) Will Young, because uh, he had a cold. But, you know, trooper that he is, he did the interview. He did the interview. Uh, Gary Barlow says he went on The X Factor only to get his kids' attention. I like him on The X Factor. I don't like him doing his interviews, because he's got one of those boring sort of voices, dreary. But he writes good songs. And and I quite like that. And uh, Cher Lloyd has called on ministers to crack down on the internet fiends after receiving death threats online. Listen, it's, you know, you don't need to call on ministers. You go to the police. The police deal with people like that. That's harassment. You can have these people arrested and named and shamed, and we've seen them in the paper. Don't waste my time going to, you know, to talk to TV biz in the sun or whoever it is. You go to the police. You know, stop stop doing it as if it's a publicity thing. You know, you go and you report it to the police. It's as simple as that. Oh, oh, you know what's coming back? I mean, they've they've really run out of ideas. A celebrity come dine with me, but with the people who were the failures. The people who were the failures. Top of the list, of course, Bobby Davro. Bobby Davro's meal was awful. And um, he actually laid on hula girls for a Hawaiian theme night and persuaded actress Layla. Ruas to lick cream off his chest. Oh, dear me. How ghastly. Uh, But that was my stomach. But he wasn't as bad, I'm afraid, as the uh, uh, apprentice flop, little little funny boy, Rafe Bejou. Rafe, who had his friend, Ben, in the kitchen, cooking for him. They said here, he actually hired a chef to cook his food. He didn't. It was his friend, Ben. And Ben popped in, and we had Ben in the kitchen, because Ben's quite affected. And uh, Rafe's career went nowhere, I'm afraid. Uh, Tamara Beckwith who had a disastrous... You know, she's quite nice, but she, she's a bit... She's a bit not all there upstairs, I'm afraid. And then poor old Leslie Joseph. Her food turned out not to be cooked at all. It was dreadful. So, uh, that's going to be there. Uh, strangely enough, Monday, October the 10th, is the new series, and they really couldn't find anybody, so they've managed to cobble together Chantelle Houghton... Oh, God, help us. Uh Cleo Rockus, dancer and singer, and completely deluded person Andrew Stone... Bobby George and cross-dressing Pete Burns. God, God, oh, stomach's having a field day this morning. And uh, so that's that. Mark Wright's dad, from the only way is Essex, could be going on the programme as well. Oh, blimey. We've seen the mother, we've seen Nanny Pat, now you've got to put up with the father as well. God, a whole family of planks. I didn't actually think it was that possible. My, my, my friend Graham was totally convinced as we were... Yes, I'll have a coffee, thank you, love. As we were, as we were standing waiting to cross the road yesterday, Alex Reed, we think, drove round the corner in Twickenham. If I'd known, I'd have stepped in the middle of the road. But, um, he was driving a rather naff Audi, I'm afraid, with the lights on, I ask you. But, uh, anyway, so I'd mentioned that yesterday, because we, we do see celebrities in, in Twickenham. Don't see them all the time, you know, but we, we, we have a number, a number of people. Uh, one here says, I'm listening to you from the Maldives, which is nice, and, uh, so pleased to have you with me. I listen to you every morning, five till seven, I should think so too. And, of course, Sunday night, nine o'clock. The repeat, actually, of last week's In Conversation is between 6 and 7, Sunday morning. And then the new one is between 9 and 10, OK? So I uh, hope you could be there for that and, uh, and podcast it. Uh, Paul says, be interested to hear what the global warmers stroke climate changes are saying about the weather right now, given I haven't heard any of them yet. If it was snowing, you'd be able to hear yourself think for their waffling. Yeah, I mean, it's just hot, but I don't do hot. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a person who does hot weather. Strange enough, because I grew up, uh, unbelievably, in, uh, hot countries. You know, I've got little pictures of me playing in the dirt in Portside. And, uh, I don't know why we played in the dirt. I don't think we had a... didn't have a proper garden, I think. We just had a backyard. And I played in the dirt and sitting on the beaches. So I grew up looking as brown as a berry. You know, lived in the sun. Now, at this age, fourteen seven, <coughs> 3, I, um, I can't bear it in the sun. Absolutely terrible. Terrible. And, um, here's, uh... Manoj, who says listen to your show every morning without fail find it very amusing I quite like that idea being, of being found very amusing he says my wife Alison is holding a coffee morning today to raise money for Macmillan Cancer Care there's lots of coffee mornings taking place all over the place they've got one down at uh, the restaurant at the bottom of Church Street and it's to raise money for Macmillan Cancer Care so I hope Alison raises lots and lots of money it's where you go round to somebody's house they actually supply you all the bits and pieces and then people pay you for it And I think that's a very good idea. I'm all in favour of that, all in favour, because we used uh, a Macmillan nurse when my mum was dying, and they're fantastic, absolutely fantastic, fantastic. I I can't... I can't praise them enough. You know, if I stood here and stood on the chair and shouted that, you know, I think they were fantastic, you'd be hearing me in Dagenham at this precise moment. It's LBC 97.3. You can hear me in Dagenham, but you can hear me right here until 7 o'clock, cos it's 5.30. Tweet.
0: At LBC 973.
1: Have your say with Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six is uh, the time. It's Friday morning. You know, I'm so grateful it's Friday morning. I just wish that uh, that the weather was a little bit cooler. I know many of you are going, no, 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 shut up. The weather's glorious, but uh, not for me, I'm afraid, and not for a lot of other people. Because if, if your thyroid doesn't... if your If your thyroid doesn't work then uh, you, you don't have much fun in this. The Michael Jackson doctor trial rolls on, I'm afraid, and I'm, I'm sort of half-watching it, half-interested half in it, and the other half of me, not remotely interested in it. But uh, if, you know, if, if you're following that kind of thing, I think it's just terribly sad. The whole thing is just terribly sad. Um, other stories of the paper today. Here's poor old Cheryl Cole. Ooh, it's all gone pear-shaped for her. And uh, they say her late-night dates with Alex Dakid. I think he's a record producer, could signal a boost to her love life and her career. Um, He he apparently has said he's prepared to help her out any way he can. And um, so here she is out on the town, uh, a bit unrecognisable. In fact, you you would never know... He must be as tiny as she is. Well, she's probably wearing big heels. And um, they say that uh, she must have impressed Alex as the New York cabbies, as much as the New York cabbies, as the pair went for a stroll in the Big Apple. Nobody knows who she is in America. No, so she, she's just another girl walking on in a crop top. You know, I walk around in America with a crop top on. You know, roughly the same kind of... You know, she'll tell you. You know, what I do is I fold my shirt up underneath and, uh, and show a bit of flesh. Don't you tie it in a knot first? There's not th- enough material in the world to tie <laughs> it in a knot. But, I mean, nobody knows that she can stay in America for as long as she likes. She wouldn't get a job in McDonald's. Who are you talking about? Cheryl Cole. Oh, she's still in America. She's in New York yeah. now, is she? Was well, they say after pushing her own music aside for the X Factor? What music? What music? There is nothing. She had a couple of hits. I oh, guess. yeah, but only because of the help of the X Factor. Well, of course. I mean, if, if, if the X Factor hadn't hadn't helped her, she wouldn't have had those hits because no. she almost had a, a carte blanche to do whatever she wanted on the programme. So well, it's, it's an it's open book, isn't it? If you, yeah. you know, if Gary Barlow
2: suddenly has a, a new um, song coming out, yeah, he will perform it on the X Factor, of course. It's yeah. the best publicity thing. Stage. It's you the could biggest
1: have. platform you can ever have, and so we got her sort of half singing, half miming. You but know, you could
2: not do those dance moves, no. and sing.
1: We are going a fight, 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 even fight for this. The... Barbara Streisand couldn't do
2: it, no, and she can sing.
1: She can sing. And I will tell you what, I noticed the other day because I was watching uh, Liza Minnelli, and she was on with Alan Titchmarsh, and she she can barely do a sentence without wheezing because she obviously smokes quite a lot. And 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 it's noticeable in the fact that she can't do a long sentence. So they're all short, and she still talks like you know. Mama used to say that, and you think you're sixty five for God's sake. Why well, used to? I think she still thinks she's Sally Bowles sitting on a <laughs> stool in Cabaret. <laughs> yeah, she's quite sort of. She sort of goes
2: up and down up when she speaks like yeah, that. But she's sixty five. Yes, I know. She's sixty five. She's, she's a little bad for sixty five.
1: Yeah, but she's had this surgery. She didn't like anybody. She's got no lines. She's had terrible drink and drug problems. Yes, Correctly. I know over the years she's had the, these sort of addictions. And I suppose growing up being Judy Garland's daughter. Although, strangely enough, you know, the other one did very well. Yes, what's her name? I'm just trying to think, <laughs> no, I've just remember. had a complete mental block. is like Sarah Goff or something No, no, it's, name, it'll come it? to me in a minute. It'll come to me in a minute. Yeah. She was, she's good. Yeah, she's, she's very good. I think you've interviewed her. Yes, yes, yes. I went down to see her in a Christmas show. Yeah in yeah, uh, Southampton. We'll get her name in a minute, won't we? It, it, no, not really. It's not happening at the moment. No. I, I could see her now, and her name is... <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Isn't it awful when you have a senior moment, ladies and gentlemen? So, what? Judy Garland's half-sister... Lorna Luft. Lorna Luft. Yes, loved. Goodness yes. for that. I remember... And, but, I mean, she she came through the other side, all right? Well, she's never seems to have had any problems, No, never had any problems. Liza was sort of, you know, you know, and it's all... But now she's had this surgery... I tell you, it's very odd... And I caught her on a television programme with Martine McCutcheon. And they were saying, here she is. Um, we're going to be talking to her now. She's a style icon. And she's an actress. And she's an author and this. And I thought, Joan Collins. Must be Joan Collins. No, Jerry Hall. Oh, yes. Have you ever heard her talk? Oh, yes. Yeah. She speaks she with a text like that. And, there. and I, I'm a little girl from... Well, I'm telling you, she comes over crackers. She's from Texas, you know. And she. Do I have a beauty regime? I don't think so. And I'm thinking, what did these people ever see in her? She's just. She's
2: She's, just all not there. She's also had quite a few bit parts in shows, hasn't she? Like, did she do the vagina monologue? Yes. A couple of other things like that. Yes, if you don't have to learn anything for the vagina monologue, just read a book. Yeah. I think she also did that thing where where you do so many plays in a night or something like that. Well, she just had one line. But she's
1: got this kind of little girl voice, and she's mm. a little bit boring, <laughs> to say the least. And she's constantly <laughs> flicking her hair. I mean, yeah, we all do that, you know. She's married not well. here. Sorry? She married well. Well, she did very well. She got the front front cover of the Roxy Music album, and yep. uh, went out with Brian Ferry, and then she went out with Mick Jagger, and, you know, and and and, and they've got children as well. Lo, so She's just boring. <laughs> I, I couldn't she can. believe it. She's got this... This funny voice. I think
2: she comes from um, a very wealthy family. I think her father's very wealthy.
1: Yeah. Well, everything in Texas is big, isn't it? Yes. Including her accent. Including her accent. It It is one of these strange accents. It It is is very bizarre. It is very
2: odd. Uh, Do you know who I think looks really, really weird as well? Every time I look at her, and she's in the papers quite a lot at the moment, is Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour is the, the is the Vogue editor. yes who that, the, um, that film was uh, based on, wasn't it? Yes. Um, what, the Devil Wears Prada.
1: Devil Wears Prada.
2: Yeah. Well, she's a very peculiar-looking person. She turns it up
1: thing. to all the fashion shows with dark glasses on. Yeah, and this. you think, darling, you can't see. She's not wearing dark glasses. Yes, no, she's wearing dark glasses. <laughs> Take them off, you silly woman. You <laughs> and, can't see through them. And bizarre clothes. Yes, very very. But she is odd. Clothes. But they go. Oh, she, she she runs Vogue. And as far as I'm concerned, running Vogue is you just get loads of pictures of girls in funny poses with funny makeup and hair, and then you just put them in a magazine, and people buy it, and they go, oh, it's Vogue. That was a very. I wish you could all have seen that because I I I, I <laughs> did imitate. I was posing. I was voguing. <laughs> he was voguing. I was. vogue Madonna. Yeah, a la Madonna. Not Anna Wintour. But unfortunately, we're wearing dark glasses indoors. Just makes you a little look a little bit silly. I'm afraid we had it with Magenta Divine; it became her her trademark of wearing sunglasses indoors. And mm. I sometimes see it. I mean, I wear sunglasses quite a bit because my eyes are very sensitive. And um, but Anna Anna Wintour sits at a fashion show. How can she see? Well, she didn't. How s- can she see? For goodness sake! She didn't sit in a fashion show yesterday because it's reported in the
2: paper. I don't know how many of the other papers have got it. She was at one of the. Um, very, very big shows that are happening because it's Paris Fashion Week yeah. this week. And the whole of the front row, who always arrive last, and yeah. they sit there and there's normally, you know, bunches and if bunches. you don't get
1: of, the front row, I mean, you might as well not be there. No, and it, it,
2: it was uh. a Ben... Is it... I can never... Know, Balenciaga. Oh, it Balenciaga, yes. Big, big, big fashion. Mm-hmm. And they all sat down and the show began... And the, the row collapsed, so they all fell on the floor. Oh, how lovely! All the seating suddenly started to creak, and it collapsed. Oh, good! And then the next row collapsed. Then so they were all on the floor, all like one woman is. So, and they're all just saying this whole thing about these people don't have a weight problem. Just imagine how no. they feel that they all. It is like actually dropping
1: dropping a match. <laughs> I'm afraid from the top of a bit. Doesn't make any difference whatsoever. But if
2: you look at this picture of, in the in the paper of all these people. They all look very, very thin, very, very peculiar. And who wears... When you watch the fashion that comes out of
1: these fashion weeks... Who wears it? Who wears it? Well, I mean, some of them... There was one the other day, and it looked like a series of pipes Mm. going round. And I always think... I mean, they don't actually wear this stuff. Nobody wears it, apart from a Paris Fashion Week. No, 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 you don't see people walking down the roadway. You wouldn't go to Topshop, would you? Say, you know that no. thing that they had in there—the no. pipes. Could I have one of those in
2: medium? No, please? they don't. You don't do. You? No,
1: and if if you were very, very rich, anyway, you would go to one of the big fashion designers and you would buy your clothes for the season. Yes, direct. And that. you would buy direct, and they would, and that's why if you're very rich, and you've probably seen it on the television where ladies sit there, and all the girls mm. parade out, and you make a note of which outfits you like, and they make it in your size.
2: They did that in, it, a, in a Doris Day film, or a Jane Manns yes, film, film yeah. didn't they, where they were models? But that's how it
1: used to be, and the, the girl, yeah. they'd say, "Madam is coming in today to look at uh, clothes from Chanel, and Chanel would wheel out all their models who would wear the outfits, and you'd go, yes, 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 and you'd tick them, and then they would be made for you. Mm. And and that's what you pay for. But it would cost hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yes, of course it's, it would. It's, it's not a cheap thing to do because you're having bespoke. A bespoke tailoring. Bespoke. I've, somebody said to me, you can always tell bespoke tailoring in a man's suit. Mm. And the, the way you can tell if it's bespoke is if the buttons on the cuffs of the jacket undo. Oh, as I As opposed see. to Fake buttons which they put on. They just sort of put three buttons on there. If you can actually undo them, that's bespoke. I always, when I go in and look at suits or jackets and everything,
2: I never like the the way you can see the stitching around the collar. You don't want the edge. I know they've got to have the edge. But there must be a way of making that disappear. Because sometimes, especially on a dark suit, if it's not been done very well or it's a cheap jacket, you can really, really see it. And it looks...
1: I was like, I don't want to buy that, because I don't want all that stitching there. No. I have to be honest, I mean, I've actually got a lot of suits that don't, don't fit, but I've got a lot of suits, <laughs> <laughs> because I, my sort of weight has sort of moved about over the years, and certainly moving at the moment, I can tell you. And um, In the right direction, one hopes. Well, yeah, but I've got loads of clothes. I've really, I mean, I've got a whole, an industrial rail in one of my bedrooms at home, in Allen Towers, and it runs the whole length of the room, and it's full of clothes. I need to actually just take them all off and get rid of them all. Because I don't wear them.
2: Why don't you give them to charity? Well, because, because they're so unappreciative.
1: Shop. Well, give yes, them to Last time I took then. clothes in, I must have taken, I kid you not, over a gram's worth of clothes in, and she just went, and put them over there. And all my stuff is on hangers. Mm. It's, it's not just bagged up. It's, it's all been dry cleaned. Everything. It's perfect. Well, if they are not
2: appreciative, then why don't you take it to shelter up at a uh, centre point? I don't want to, give give to see homeless, homeless people
1: walking around in London in my clothes. Thank you very much, oh, indeed. Right. Well, because I don't, because they're going to look better dressed than I am. Well,
2: good. You know, the funny thing is, when I was in Bermuda, um, every time we went to a restaurant, which I told you, it was quite expensive in Bermuda, we went to a restaurant, and the meals are like American meals. They're enormous. And you're just full up. Now, Bermuda, everyone's a millionaire. Everybody. Everywhere you look, it's money, money, money. There are banks on every corner. And you sense that it's a pretty wealthy place, albeit a stunningly wealthy place. And when we went to the restaurant at the end of the meal, the woman said, oh, you know, can we... She wanted a goodie bag to take that home. And I went, well, no, I can't eat another thing, honey. <laughs> a goodie bag. <laughs> a goodie yeah. bag.
1: You generally take the goodie bag and give it to the homeless. Well,
2: yes, and that's what they do there. Yeah. And, but they do it, the restaurant.
1: Yes. Well, they said they did. I hope they did. No, no they, they do. Work. You can see people work. sitting outside restaurants who've got, like, 15-course banquets. The homeless are sitting on the pavement eating sweet and sour chicken, sweet and sour... They're yeah. eating better than we are.
2: They're eating... Yes, so I walk
1: past them every night afterwards thinking, yeah. I've given you your dinner A lot tonight. of the sandwich places do it in London. I think in... Around Charing Crossway, all these sandwiches... At the end of the day, they throw their sandwiches out, mm. but now somebody goes around and collects them and they give them to the homeless because they they can only keep for their sell-by dates. Yeah, well, that's good. And but she that's... used to work. She, she used to take all the... She used to go down Tottenham Court Road handing food oh, out. Oh, yes, excellent. I, yeah.
2: That's a really nice thing to hear. Yeah. I like that one. Otherwise, way. it'd be thrown. Yeah. We have a soup kitchen in Camden Town, just down from where I work. I love work. soup. I love soup. Well, you can come any yes. About tomato months?
1: soup, I, I don't think... do minestrone. Twelve noon today, <laughs> oh, you can right. get one.
2: But Definitely they have all not. kinds
1: of meals. Can you soup order and... the soup you want? We restaurants. To... Oh right, it's sorry. Green. I think it was like, so, it was it's like for a
2: the Gordon Ramsay people. Oh right, no. No. No, 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 Jamie Oliver's
1: not standing on the corner of Arlington Road and Inverness Street, with it. God for that. Uh, very quickly, uh, D says, "I'm with you. Read this horrible heat wave. What's more, I feel totally okay about moaning. All the hot weather lovers have been whining since May. Bring on the snow. I can't. It just makes me ill. I'm afraid, Steve. It's five in the morning and it's 16 degrees. What's going on in this world? But I'm not moaning. I'm loving the weather." Uh, nobody recognised the phenomenon of global warming back in 1895. Perhaps it's just Victorian weather we're experiencing, says Mark in Putney. And Ian in Harlow said had 31 degrees on the A10 near Cambridge yesterday. So double it and add 30, 60. You're looking at 91 degrees. And if they raise the speed limit to Steve to 80 miles an hour, it will mean... Uh, less people for the police to nick doing 10 miles over the 70 miles an hour. But you'll still find, because if you raise it to 80, people will still go out there and they'll do 85, they'll do 90. I, I seriously get cars. When I come back from my godchildren, I get cars. And my, my car's very fast. But deliberately, I don't touch it because I've got electronic turbo. Which before it wasn't; it was chain. Now it's electronic, which means you touch the accelerator, this thing takes off. Mm. I kid you not. I mean, you can get G-force. My skin is so stretched back sometimes. That's why you look so young. That's why I look so young. Exactly. You don't need because to what I do is it, it goes back, and a little dab of glue mm. just behind the ears, and it holds it in place for about a week. And and cars pass me on the motorway. You know, at night time when it's bad conditions, they must be doing ninety to hundred miles an hour. And you sometimes think. I'm staying well away from you because you look like a blooming lunatic. Terrible. Quarter to six. On half price offer, they can. B and Q. Let's do it together. LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Twelve minutes to six. It's Friday morning in London town. We've got another coffee morning. Very happy to publicise coffee mornings, I promise you, because it's, it's for the uh, Macmillan... Again, and here's one from Marilyn, who says the Sanderstead Lawn Tennis Club, Penwortham Road, South Croydon, is taking part in the world's biggest coffee morning today. 10.30 to 12.30, coffee and tea, plus lots of cake and goodies, plus a tombola. So, Sanderstead Lawn Tennis Club in Pentwortham Road in South Croydon. Good luck to you for that, to raise lots of money. I can't, I can't, it reduces me to tears to tell you what the Macmillan nurses do. Oh. absolutely reduces me to tears. <clears throat> you know, they just turn up, and if, you, if you've got cancer, they come round, and they just take over everything. And they just look after it. They arrange all sorts of things. My mum got all sorts of things brought in. And they they just do everything. They do everything. I know other people do it as well, but I've only got experience of, uh, of the Macmillan nurses. Well, I think they're the
2: ones that we know the most, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just... Can't can't control it enough. Uh, sorry, get over it. Uh, Pat says, totally agree with the hot weather. Hate it. I work at Liverpool Street Station, and on some occasions I'm in a room with the control department. No windows, no air. We have air con. They keep turning it off because they say it makes them feel cold. I'm s- I can't function. I'm, you know, my, my medical complaint means that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling hot now, and it's not even that hot in the studio. But yesterday I walked to Richmond, and I'm saying, because Graham knows I get too... He, he gets... What does he get? He gets this thing where his hands go cold. All oh right, right. bad circulation. Is it rains or something? I can't remember that. Bad life. circulation. Anyway, I get the opposite. I just get hotter and hotter. And he goes, it's too hot for you, isn't it? I said, yeah, we'll just do a shorter walk. I've literally got a handkerchief. I've soaked it. This handkerchief is soaking wet. Because I'm I'm just trying to mop myself down. I mean, I, if if they made an air-conditioned shirt which had sort of little air vents and a fan which is stuck in your trousers, I'd be a lot happier about but it. But why don't you have a brolly to protect you from the heat of the sun? don't like, like s- in Hong Kong. <laughs> like, well, yeah, to be honest with you, you do see Japanese tourists over yes. here holding umbrellas. It's not, yeah. It shields the sun from I here. know, I'm not really sure whether or not I can... I do have a rather nice Chinese... One of those rattan. There you go. It's beautiful. But the trouble is, the reason I bought it, and I bought three... Of course you bought three. ...is because the covering is, um, is shiny fabric. It looks like fall. I've got it in red, blue and silver. And it's all wooden. They're beautiful. And I've also got one in paper. And the paper is waxed paper. It smells fantastic. I can't... I might take them to the mermaid. It's, um... <laughs> I don't think that the uh,
2: foil effect would be very good with the sun. You turn out like a sausage. but No, the yeah, but it's uh, yes,
1: it's only on the outside. But it's just the fact that these are beautiful Chinese hmm. parasols. And they're really lovely. They really are lovely. And occasionally I just sort of take one out and open it up and then close it again because it's bad luck.
2: But I, your, I do was... like it. You, you should use
1: an umbrella. You do see lots of people. You do feel silly walking down the road with an umbrella over your head. I'm sorry, with the best wool in the world. Well, I mean, it does. If, if bad it's not protected. walking through Twickenham as it is. Do you wear a hat? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> no. No. Why? You're right. I should get one of those white hats which you put on. Yes, not with not with the four, four corners. Yeah, knotted. a Panama hat. Yeah. yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, but the trouble is I used to wear a lot of baseball hats years ago and I could sweat through them. I look good in baseball. I tell you, I look really cool. Yeah, but not now. I, I, I look good in them, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, but not you, now. I don't look like an American tourist. I do if I've got a camera and I'm wearing a, a Czech <laughs> shirt. Noreen says, say hi to Ingrid, a fan who is going to the Mermaid, to have a brilliant hen night on Saturday. I'm going, but she doesn't know where we're going. I'm Ooh. not, not going to say anything. But uh, she says, "Have a good weekend." Thank you. I certainly will. Thank you very much it's indeed. Going to be a hot weekend, and then well, then luckily next week it changes. Midweek, I think. Yeah, Wednesday think through to about Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I quite like the. I like the the, the heat. Got a quiz for you. Oh, go on, then. Okay, it's got sent in by Ivor. You can play this at home, and it's 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 quite clever actually. H- here we go. Name the one sport in which neither the su- the spectators nor the participants know the score or the leader until the contest ends. OK. The one sport in which neither the spectators nor the participants know the score or the leader until the contest ends. Oh. OK. I'll let you think about that one for a little bit. a terrible question. OK. Which famous North American landmark is constantly moving backwards? Backwards. Backwards, yes. Um, Only three words in standard English begin with the letters DW, and they're all common words. What are they? DW. Uh, oh, stomach going again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just an ill person. In many liquor stores, you can buy pear brandy with a real pear inside the bottle. Now, I've done this one on the program before, so you should remember. The pear is whole and ripe, the bottle is genuine, it hasn't been cut in any way. How did the pear get inside the bottle? I know a guy in, in America, in Canada, called Jamie Grant, and Jamie Grant puts things in bottles. Like ships. Like decks of cards. Oh yeah. A complete deck of cards sealed. Mm. And he he can put things I've bought two of his bottles before and they've got some in, in Ripley's down the road. Well, because he, he can put anything. He can actually get a trainer in a bottle. He doesn't cut the bottle in any way. It's well because it's it's clever. It's called an investment. Um okay. Name the only fruit or vegetable that is never sold frozen, canned, processed, cooked, or in other way except fresh. Oh, Okay, so you've got you've got those, those questions there. So name the only vegetable or fruit that's never sold frozen, canned, processed, cooked, or in any other form except fresh. Are these trick questions? No, no, no. They're absolutely all got straight questions. Good answers. Yes, I've all didn't do very well. I've well not done very well at all. Have you not done very well? Do you know the answer to the first one, which is the sport in which neither the the uh, spectators nor the participants you know the score or the leader until the contest ends? Okay. No, I don't know. You don't know that then. one. Do you want to have a guess at it?
2: No, I, don't, I don't really. I can't think um, <laughs> right. if you. Were, I can't think what you would.
1: What sport would do that? The choice when, when you know. Oh, running no. Could be swimming no. No. I'll tell you. It's boxing. It's boxing. And the famous North American landmark constantly moving backwards is time. No, <laughs> it's 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 not a tricky one. This, but when you think about it, it's quite right. It's Niagara Falls. And the reason is that the amount of water that goes over it, the rim goes back two and a half feet every year. So it's receding. Ah. So that's why. That's clever. Yes. yeah, I thought so. Um, the, uh, the pear getting inside the bottle is actually... I've got photographs of this. What they do is, the, when they've got the pear trees and the bud starts of the pear, they put the bottle over it, suspended in a little net... And the pear, it becomes its own little greenhouse. The pear oh. grows inside the bottle, then they just cut the thing off, and there is a fully grown pear. Very clever. They Very do that in clever. France. And uh, the only vegetable or fruit, never sold frozen, canned, processed, cooked, or other, any other form but fresh, is. A banana? No, 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 you can't, no. A lettuce. A lettuce is a fruit? Well, I said the only vegetable or fruit ah, I've never sold okay. frozen. Yes, I was thinking yeah.
2: fruit. Oh well okay, a lettuce. Yes, you yeah. can't do anything with a
1: lettuce, can you? That and the a thousand Island dressing. Well you, well you you can actually you can have frozen banana. I've seen frozen banana. Can you? I have that a lot actually at home, frozen banana. <laughs> oh yeah. And um I bet you do. Well you do have banana cooked. You absolutely do have banana and so you can that's have why. Dry banana. No, of course. but 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 we didn't say that, we said it cooked her in any other form except fresh. So the only thing I mean lettuce is the only thing you actually have fresh all the all everything else you can do something with it you can you can do all these things you can freeze it you can't can freeze lettuce you see no no it's definitely not cucumber dear okay it's not because you can have that process process cucumbers can you yeah you can so don't argue with me otherwise (laughs) over my knee you will go and the three english words beginning with dw oh i don't know dwight (laughs) no dwell oh dwell yes dwindle dwindle and dwarf Yes. There you go. You just automatically don't think of them. It's like, you no. know, can you think of a word that rhymes with strawberry? Pawberry. See, so you know, nobody can think of anything with strawberry. No, I, mean, I think there's
2: actually a, a few. And how often do you use the word
1: dwindle? Constantly. All the constantly. time? Constantly. I'm constantly weaving it into conversation. I say to somebody, what a dwindle I've had today. <laughs> you know, good, good Lord, dwindle me, I say. Dwindle
2: down to the local yes.
1: shop. My stomach, my, yes, dwindling... Yes, the, that 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 lettuce over there—it has—it just, has just dwindled. Yes, dwindle means re- look at my stomach; it's dwindled, ladies and gentlemen. But then, do you I dwell? I think not. Sorry? Do you dwell over a dwarf? You could you could you could you have could. a dwelling. You could actually dwell with a dwarf. Yes, or a dwarf think, could be dwelling. I think so. Nick Ferrari this morning. Vincent Moss, political editor of the Sunday Mirror, is looking at the the papiers. Will no doubt talk about. I, I at the beginning of the program, harsh so it may seem, criticised the man who goes swimming in South Africa. And he's dragged out of the r- because a shark took him, even though there's all the warning signs up. He walked past a big sign going, do not go in the water. You know, there are sharks in there. If they'd said to him, there is a tsunami, you're not going to go for a swim, are you, when there's a tsunami coming in. And in this particular instance, you know, they had to bring in an air ambulance, they had to bring everything in to look Mm. after him because he totally ignored the signs. So silly. Silly man. Uh, So after the chief executive of Queen's Hospital in Romford has apologised for failings in the standard of care given to two women who died after using its maternity service, Nick will be asking what's been happening on the ward and have lessons been learnt after hiring extra staff? Also, should taxpayers be paying for job seekers to have their hair cut, following a report from a leading think tank? And with record temperatures reaching London, Nick will be asking if the weather is playing havoc with gardeners. Not just gardeners, it's with, um, it's with loads of us. Pe- people who are ill, if you're in bed in hospital, it must be a nightmare for you. And Rio Ferdinand has lost his kill- kiss-and-tell battle. He had that um, girl who sold her story, obviously very cheap. She had an affair for 13 years with him, and she got 16,000 quid. Hardly worth bothering, love, I would have thought, but there you go. The girl and that you were talking about
2: earlier got more that charges £500 for a conversation. £500 pounds for a
1: conversation for an hour. Yeah, but, of course, it might only have actually been one time she ever got it. Um, Mike says, sell your clothes on eBay and give the proceeds to charity. Yes, I could, actually, yeah. Mm. I, I, that could be very, like... Very then, good of course, idea. You've got to wrap everything up and send it off. And I could probably auction my stuff. I could, I could, I could sort of... Yeah. yeah, I could auction the jackets. I've got loads you of... You could do an
2: auction at the,
1: uh, one, of the uh, one of the shows one time.
2: Yes.
1: Talking about uh, Gary Barlow, says Jan, singing his new song on X Factor, and what a great platform to get yourself heard. I seem to remember reading somewhere that the guests who appear on the show actually pay X Factor to perform on the show. Is that correct? No. They don't need to. Most of them are either signed to Simon Cowell uh, and his label, so he's able to promote his own things. No, it's, it's just, you know, if I had the X Factor, I'd say you know to Amanda, do you want to come and, and do your little dance for us? And, and she'd go, thank you very much. I'm not going to charge her for it. Of course not. Because it's, it's, it's well, just self-promotion. And she's promoting that dance. Yes, absolutely. So she therefore, well, the she's Yeah, Gary Barlow works on the show. They only put people on there who are associated with the show. So they use Robbie Williams as a mentor for mm. coming on there, and then they'll say, you can come and promote your record. They Absolutely, need to, they need to change money. They make enough money out of the uh, adverts and the phone lines. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, you need a novelty baseball cap that has a mini fan in the peak, which blows cool air onto your face. No, I
2: don't. <laughs> best at and home.
1: Uh, <laughs> Steve, I'll be glad for the cold snap to kill off the spiders. On, I know. I walk out sometimes, and you a web, go, and you think, have I dragged the spider with me? Is it? And then sometimes in the car, I think, I'm sure that's something crawling on the back of my neck.
2: I had one in my bed.
1: Spider. I don't, don't, because people would be freaking out and afraid. Poor old <laughs> Kev the Milkman says I'd rather take on the local hard nuts after closing time than uh, than take on spiders. I know, especially when you're sitting in the bath and all of a sudden it pops out the overflow. Oh don't goodness like gracious me! I've been known to throw myself out the bath. <laughs> don't, don't. Ki- the thing is about an eighth of an inch across, an eighth of an inch. It could drag me down the plug hole. It could be a nightmare. News is next on LBC ninety-seven point three.
0: On FM, online, and digital radio, London's biggest conversation. This is LBC 97.3.
3: From the LBC 97.3 news centre at six o'clock, three teenage girls shot in West London. Steve Allen.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to have you, company. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. You're very welcome. Hope you're looking forward to the heat today. Many of us are not. Uh, Sandra, I'm not sure of the answer to that, uh, that question. Uh, Paul says, was surprised to see that the footballer's case was dropped, um, especially after Tesco spent so much time taking one half of the former husband and wife team uh, on morning ITV to court over the alleged theft of a bottle of wine. Yes, you see, they they all change all the supermarkets. What they mm. do is they sort of. I think they think, um, are we going to look mean if we prosecute a footballer over taking um, a donut? And the answer is, it's probably easier to say, listen, we've had a word with him, we've said, we don't do things like that here, but you should know that, you're not stupid, and let it go on the front pages of the paper and, and leave it like that. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've spoken to people in supermarkets before, and they've said it's not worth taking people to court over no. a one pound seventeen pence donut. And what do you many, do about it?
2: How many people do you see walking around a supermarket, you know, and their kids in the little pram, The kids are eating a packet of crisps? Oh, I said this before. Do they pay for it at the end of yes. the time at the till? Do they put that empty wrapper thing? I mean, it's called grazing if you pick up food and eat it. But you if you around.
1: walk around a store and you eat something before you've got to the checkout, you're a thief. As Paul said, stealing is stealing. It doesn't matter if it's a packet of mints or a Bentley and arge. If you've stolen it, you've stolen it. You're as bad. The size of the item makes no difference. It's the fact that you're prepared to thieve, and it's always the people who've got enough money. Yeah. It's always the people who've... He's he's on 70 grand a week. I know, 70 grand a week. I know, a one pound fifty pence donut is nothing. But, you know, for goodness sake... Mind you, we've seen it with other... I said we've seen it with other footballers' mothers, you know, going out shoplifting, Mm. and they think it's funny because that's what they do. They thieve these people. Well, they can't help it. No, It's it's it's, it's an illness. Yeah, an illness. There was that woman who used to thieve from Marks and Spencer's. They put her on a programme, and the audience clapped her. Yeah. Stupid audience! It was a bit. I think it was called the Girly Show, a rather stupid program. On and also television. all that
2: CV, There was one of those programs about uh, the CCTV footage mm. where they showed people going into uh, Marks and mm. Spencer's, Street, and all the other stores, and coming and coming out with handfuls yes. of clothes. Yes, and they seem to just get away
1: with it. Yes. I mean, not not just one item, like ten. Well, because if you're if you're something. a gang, just supposing you're an East European gang who comes over to shoplift, mm. they haven't got that many store detectives. So in other words, one of you walks out the front door with a load of stuff the detectives chase you the other person picks it up and walks out the other door yeah well i told you you, at at the club we had a a a woman and
2: she came into the club one night and we have cctv cameras everywhere there and we have a a room full of them and people are what you know we've got somebody who is employed to watch the screens as if you're in a store because you've got bar staff bar staffs take money bar staff give away free drinks Mm -hmm. and if that goes on You'd have no profits. This girl walked into that club. She paid whatever it was to get in. And within 20 minutes, she had eight mobile phones in
1: her hand. Of course. Eight. We used to get people it's coming business. into the club as well. And they, the girls would put their bags down to dance. Yep. Somebody would kick it to one side. They'd go to the toilet. We used to have to go to the toilet halfway through the night and check the cisterns because that's where you would find the bags. And all they wanted was the purse. Yeah, there's the money out of it. And there was a feature in the Standard the other day where they l- put pictures of people, husband and wives, who go around stealing. You know, especially in this hot weather, people sit there. Girls put their bags on the back of chairs yeah. and they sit there. And somebody, if they see a mobile phone or something like that, they'll take it. And then,
2: but what they're doing the, in the clubs as well is they go up to the bar to buy a drink. Mm. They've always got their mobile phone in their hand. Yeah. I don't know who, what who's going to call in a club. I'm sorry, and I can't you're, hear you. Hello. Or getting a text yeah. at, at three in the morning. They put their a phone on the bar to get their money out. Meanwhile, someone swiped the phone. Yeah. They then got the drinks and they've forgotten about their phone. Yeah. And
1: then half an hour later, they go, Where's my phone? Yes. I'm oh, pre- I ever. hear that all the time. I, I hear that, that all the time. People. I'm very good. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly. It's like on the underground, they have a sign, Watch out, pickpockets operate. It. So the first thing you do is you. Tap your pocket where your wallet is, indicating to the pickpocket where your wallet is. Yeah. They just stand there by the sign waiting. I just don't get my things out. I keep my phone away. Well, I'm very pleased to hear it, John. I well, probably. I might later. I that kind of coat of It's
2: going to be 29 degrees.
1: Lord. Anyway, uh, as you say, says Paul, stealing is stealing, and uh, why should honest people subsidise the tow rags who do this on a regular basis? Same as yourself. If ever I bring it to the staff attention, all you get is a glazed look and a muttered uh, thanks for that. And that put- they do nothing. I've-, I've pointed out to Marks and Spencers in Twickenham. I've said. They're stealing. These people are thieving. And I told you, that the, the classic one, a woman, who they all knew in there, she was, she'd was. go, hello, and they all went, hello, whatever her name was. Two kids. And what she's doing, she's thieving meat. She's putting it inside the hood of the pram she's pushing mm. around. A very well-to-do lady. Very well-spoken. And then what she does is she picks up one, one baguette and then goes to the checkout and pays for one baguette. But yeah. in fact, she's, on this particular occasion, she'd nicked steak and sausages. And I said... To one of the guys there, I said, she's nicked, she's got it in the hood of the pram. He said, you sure? I said, Pfft, trust me. And he confronts her outside and she's brought back inside again. Hmm. Turns out her husband works away, but she's obviously been thieving on a regular basis. They don't just go in there and try it once, they've done it loads of times. And haven't they got to get them within a certain distance from the shop? No, they, the moment they walk outside of the shop, that's when you can nick them. They can yep. actually nick something, put it in their jacket, walk around the shop all day. And you can't do anything no, about until it they because, walk outside. Because they, they could say, well, actually, of course, I'm just going to pay for that now. Yes,
2: yes. Even though they're obviously not.
1: It's a huge problem. Huge problem in this country. And right, if you've got a footballer on 70 grand a week who's prepared to nick something? Not nick it, he ate it. Yes. So he stood in the shop and ate it, <laughs> which was even funnier, I'm afraid. Right? Well, it's still... You know, you're still taking it, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, Rita says, love the show. Just discovered. You can be skyplused. Can I be skyplused on this programme? I cannot... Well, there you yes. go, you see. And say uh, hello to my wonderful husband, Harry, who'll be listening on his way to work. That's from Rita, so there you go, Harry. And we, we talked, actually, somebody said the other day, it was Paul Savory, we were talking about fish and chips and talking about the vinegar you put on there, and he mm. said the best vinegar is the vinegar that's with the pickled onions. He said pour okay. that over pour that over the, the fish first and then put the salt over the top. Wouldn't they go soggy? Well, it, 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 it goes a bit soggy anyway. There's mm. something about vinegar, it's that, and I love pickled onions. Oh, I do And too. You know, I went to Waitrose the other day and there's like a whole aisle full of pickled onions <laughs> how do you know which ones to pick balsamic vinegar. this vi- i don't know depends on how strong you want it i love pickled onions oh too. i love them pickled onions and, and a piece of cheese and some crusty mm. balls make pickle. Pickle. What, pickle and pickled onions yeah pickle mm. with the cheese I'm and sure pickled onion that. oh it's
2: lovely really? it's proper ploughman's yeah,
1: proper we used to when i used to work in a pub years ago they people come to go do you have a ploughman's and I go. We certainly do. <laughs> and I go into the kitchen and I get out some that, that lovely pickle. Put that dollop on. Mm. Three or four pickled onions, a tomato cut in half, yep. maybe a little bit of celery, and uh, a hunk of cheese and some fresh crusty bread. Yeah, do you know I'm that. so hungry now. I'm going. home am to eat it. <laughs> I might have a ploughman's today. Nothing better. <laughs> My first no. bit of bread in ages. I Are might... you going to go
2: back on bread?
1: No, I'm not going back on it. No. Yeah, you can have with sort of crackers, but I just feel I don't even have butter in the fridge now. Is that peculiar? The things that I've I've stopped recently It's very odd, but very, but very good, obviously good for me. But today might be one of those let yourself go days. Hope so. We need them every so often. Quarter past six. LBC ninety-seven point three. Steve Allen. Do you know that if you're on uh, benefits? Do you know that you you don't have to sort of spend all day looking for a job? I thought you'd spend all day because you would want to work. Apparently, all you've got to do under current rules is show that you've tried at least twice a week to find a job, and if you can't, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's you, so. you, you qualify for your. Be- well, that's just ridiculous. You can't go on holiday. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> because if they stop you benefiting... I still think you have to report once a week, don't you? Yeah, but all you do is you go and they go, I can't find anything. They go, what are you? I go, I'm a gaslight mantel fitter or something, you know. <laughs> gaslight. <laughs> a gas- I'm, a, I'm a gaslight man <laughs> street, from years ago. Yeah, yeah. I drive gaslight, a handsome yeah. cab and there's, there's just no <laughs> job openings at all. So that's what they're saying. Eight, eight minutes a day they do looking for a job. That's all you need. I'm sorry, it? I'd get them up out, out there. I'd get get them doing so, get them sweeping the roads. Get them doing something. Well, I, I thought oh,
2: that, uh, first of all that you had to go for uh, x number of interviews before you got benefit. And don't they say to you, "No, I'm sorry, but there is a job here." You mm. know, it's a. Radio presenter at LBC. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you're going to go help. for this job,
1: yeah. even though you can't speak English, but you still have to go yeah. for the job. You don't see jobs advertised like that, though. You really don't. No, you don't. It's very strange. A couple of things, very quickly. First of all, we've got a, a text and tweet for you. And then there's also another story in the paper today about some guy who goes in to buy some uh, Jack Daniels barbecue sauce. He goes to a Tesco Express. And the girl says to him, Are you over 21? And he goes, Yes. Do you have any proof? No. He's 25. Do you have any proof? No. So she wouldn't sell it to him. You know, I mean, it's going to come to something, isn't it, when I'm going to go into the supermarket, pick up a Christmas pudding, and they're going to go, are you over 21? And I'm going to go, Way over 21. And they're going to go, Do you have any proof? And I'm going to go, No. And they're going to go, We're not selling you the Christmas pudding. It's got booze in. Some pre- it, what it does, it flags it up on the till. Mm. And you're supposed to ask. But I mean, quite clearly, you look at the picture of this bloke in the paper today, he looks way over 21. But quite clearly, the shopper says, A bit stupid, I'm afraid. You know, I'm sorry, it's, got, it's a barbecue sauce. What are you going to do? Pour it down his throat? The government want the speed limits on the motorways to rise from 70 to 80 because they're very antiquated. And uh, car engines have moved on a lot. So they're going to push it up to 80 miles an hour. Where do you stand on that subject? Good idea, or do you think it'll encourage more reckless driving? 8 LBC 973, or steve at lbc.co.uk. I personally think it won't make the slightest difference, because most people do 80. I mean, it just means that you can sort of watch your speedo go up a little bit higher. So do you think it encourages reckless driving, or a good idea? I'd like to see all the roadworks stop on the road, and then perhaps we can do 80 miles an hour, get there a little bit quicker. 8 LBC 973. Re Spiders, says Karen. Last night I was hanging washing on my rotary line. Gosh, your class. As I swung it around, something hit my face. I screamed and hanging on a web was a really big spider. Because at this time of year, they're enormous. Awful. It ran up the web and settled back on the line. Ugh, oh, grief. Dreadful. Uh, Lynn says, I bought a baseball cap for my dad from Mark's. It's got a special climate control fabric. That's a good idea. And Sue works for the Ford Motor Company. They join in with the Macmillan Coffee Morning... At the end of the year, they have a scheme where we can donate the last hour of your pay. It's usually quite successful and raises a lot of money, which is very good news. Um do you like pickled onion crisps? No. I'm not a crisp person. I like pickled onion crisps. I've had crisps because it's all it is, it's a flavouring. It's not been anywhere near a pickled onion. It's just... A fl- they all taste the same to me. If we had a blind tasting in an hour, pickled onion tastes the same as roast chicken, tastes the same as salt and vinegar and everything else. Walker's taste the best. They all taste like... It's a crisp. <clears throat> it's bad for you. Don't eat crisps. I don't. They are fried. Fried <clears throat> in oil. i listen to you. And if I see Gary Lineker's <laughs> grinning, <laughs> gurning face one more time... Um... Uh, Chris... Says there are three DW words. He knew, you see, dwarf, dwarfism. Well, dwarf dwarfism, it's the same. Dwell, dwelling, dwindle, dwindler, dwindling. None are plurals and all have different meanings. There you go. Best pickled onions are garners, says Joy. And Anne Jones is having a Macmillan coffee morning today at uh, 13 High Street, West Wickham in Kent. Ten till three at the Cooperative Funeral Care Home. Is that, is that a wise place to hold uh, a Macmillan coffee morning? I don't know. She's probably got a room, actually, that she rents. Yeah, I do hope so. <laughs> I hate to think it was at the chapel. Ten till three, cream teas, homemade cakes and a raffle. there's no end to the excitement. <clears throat> no end to the excitement. Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead is launching his own wine. I love old rockers. They don't die, do they? They just, keep, they just keep going on, I'm afraid. Which is quite sweet. And they've all got long hair. And I quite like long hair. Another poor girl in the paper today was bullied. Uh, because she was so pretty at school, so she took her own life. Oh, that's terrible. And, and um, people have said, at in, in the inquest, uh, her parents discovered her, her foster parents can, uh, found a knife in her bedroom. She'd been sort of self-harming as well. Mm. And uh, this bullying at school thing, it's absolutely dreadful. It really is, and sometimes, you know, you can report it, and sometimes nothing's done about it. They can't. They well, And parents they, know nothing. You know, you would think you would know if your child was being bullied. But you wouldn't. You know, but, but that's uh, th- the simple <clears> reason is that most people can't talk to their children about things like that. They can't talk to them about sex education. They can't talk to them about being bullied. They can't talk about, you know, the sort of things, you know, which you can talk about to your friends with. But if
2: you are a parent, wouldn't you notice if your child was, you know... A little bit down, a little bit depressed. Coming home from school, wasn't very happy. You would have thought so. You would have thought. You would have so, thought so. You? But I'm some sure people don't. My, your mum and dad, and my mum and
1: dad, would have noticed if you'd come home and you were, you know,
2: not very. Well, I don't happy. know if they
1: would actually. I don't know if they would. To be honest with you, with, with the best best will in the world, I don't think if I went because you would you would cover it up, wouldn't you? Yeah, you do. And that's cover why it up. some some kids skip school because they don't want to go there because they don't want to be picked on. No, no, that does happen a Give lot. Give them all tasers. No, that's it? what I say. You know, make what, school the children. Yes, oh, that's right. Yes, definitely. Make make playtime a bit more exciting. Do they have
2: detention still?
1: Yeah, yeah well, some of these kids are so violent, they're just not pleasant no, anyway. You bring back the cane,
2: and yeah. they would say, "Oh yeah, just try." But it, some mate. kids
1: who were being bullied used to behave badly, so that they would be kept in, so they could go home without having. You know, yeah. how many times? Of, of you know, the kids went to go home, and there's kids standing outside the school gates waiting. Yeah, which is frightening. Know, and it's frightening for kids. Very, very, very frightening. Scary. Very sad that somebody takes we their own life. Them in my school, I think we had monitors actually
2: outside. Prefects would stand outside and make sure there was no trouble. Yeah, there was another school that the bus used to go past, and used to please may they not get on. We this used to bus. jeer,
1: boo, boo. <laughs> And then the bus would stop you. Oh, they're getting on. They're getting on. How, how unwise is that? Where is the, the straightest region? Straightest as in heterosexual region in the country. Where do you think? Well, it's not Brighton. No, the straightest region. Is it in, in northern England? Well, I'm just asking you, where, where, where do you think it is? Um,
2: somewhere in Lancashire or Yorkshire.
1: It's, uh, it's the North-East. The North-East. Why, eh? Northeast, yes. Apparently, Geord- there are no gays in land, <clears throat> No that? gays at all. And, uh, next is East Midlands. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, who'd want to be gay in the East Midlands? Exactly. Uh, Yorkshire Yorkshire. <laughs> uh, Yorkshire's very nice to visit. North-West. And Scotland is very straight. Oh, please. I don't think so. No. <laughs> that's definitely not true. The most gay, the list <laughs> is, at the top of the list, London. By the very nature, obviously it has to be, because it's big, it's the capital. The Next is the North West. The North West? The North West. Having said that the North West is the fourth most straight place, it's the gayest place, and it comes into number three, so there's obviously no. there's Manchester, isn't it? Oh, right. Manchester, right. yeah. Yeah, but Manchester's Canal Street is 90% straight. Ever since they actually did it on Queer as is... Folk, it, you know, all the girls go there for hen nights, kind of defeats the object, really. It, isn't Liverpool a bit gay? No. No? No, not at all. Not really. Well, it might be, but they keep it very quiet up there. She's got a friend who lives here who's gay. That's one. One person we found who's in Liverpool who's gay. Well, it, hallelujah. He's in the Wirral. Scotland is also very gay. The most bisexual, oh. the south-west, followed by London, Yorkshire. They're very unsure up there, aren't they? Uh, the south-east and the north-west. And the most unsure... Mm-hmm. So I don't know what most unsure means. Does that Something means they can't work out if they're gay, straight, or whatever? It's choose. So you could be sort of like a whoopsie, but not really know it. <laughs> uh, top of the list is London... What? A lot of people who don't know around here. A <laughs> lot of people in this building. There's this a lot is of the people. I've the stupidest survey I've ever. It is the stupidest survey I've ever read. Repeated yourself in the reverse. Then East England, most unsure. What? So I don't know if they're gay or not in the East. In Norfolk. It just says um, East England, West Midlands, Northern Ireland. Are you? <laughs> are you gay? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. And they're unsure. They don't know. Oh, it's and the South West. As well. So, apparently, Geordies are the tough ones, and they don't do gay. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, petrol use will go up if you, can put the, if you can speed up, Steve. More money for the government. Well, because of the, the tax. Yeah, it's all tax. I'm, f- I'm, I'm frightened to put petrol in now. I don't think I've been into a garage and put... Years ago, I could put 20 quid in, and that seemed to last you forever. Now... Get you round the block. £50, 60 £70? Well, you say that. You want to buy an airline
2: ticket. When you buy an airline ticket today, people come in and they say, could you give me a ticket to Thailand or can you give me a ticket to Australia? And you go, you know, it's about £400 pounds or whatever. I say, but the airport tax is £536. Pounds. they go, what?
1: Mm.
2: And they're shocked because if it's a family of four, that's £2,000 before you've even bought the actual ticket, yeah. just
1: in airport tax. I watched a programme on the telly the other day, and it's called Australian Customs. Oh, yes, that's frightening. I like them. Do I've you? decided if, if I come back, you know, in this life as something else, I want to come back as a customs officer with a dog. In Australia? I, well, anywhere. I want to have the dog that sits by the case and wags its tail. Looking for drugs? Looking for drugs. Yeah. They are so finely tuned. This man came in. It, it, it turned out he'd, he'd arrived from Hong Kong, but he didn't speak a word of English. He had a kilo of heroin worth seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and they saw it on the X-ray. Why do these people not think we've got X-ray machines? They're everywhere, hmm. and and they saw it, and they could see that it had dropped down a little bit in there. But it took them two days to put a little probe in to actually take out it, its heroin. It's heroin. It's amazing, really. But how they think they can get away with that in this day and age? Uh, it's like the the drug mules who swallow it. Yes. And, uh, and then they just... Because, you know, you can tell by the way people are acting. Short break for the news. More of your texts and emails, because we're talking about the speed limit. So we'll have more of that after the news, which is next on LBC 97.3. Time now, 6.30. From
3: the LBC 97.3 News Centre, I'm Holly Ford. Three teenage girls have been shot in West London in what police believe was a drive-by shooting. It happened outside a house on John Fearon Walk near Ladbrook Grove at around seven last night. Only one shot appears to have been fired. An 18 and 19-year-old are still in hospital, but a
0: 17-year-old has been discharged. No one's been arrested. Five O tweet at LBC nine seven three. Have your say with Steve
1: Allen. Morning, everybody. The government wants the speed limit on the motorway to rise from seventy to eighty miles an hour. Now, I drive not all the time. I'm not a great motorway driver. In fact, to be honest with you, I wish they'd put interesting things on, like moving pictures or something, because it's so dull. It's not if it's clear. If it's clear, clear it's clear. I'll tell you, I've suddenly realised I'm rubbish at driving on the motorway at night. I mean, my eyesight is really not particularly brilliant. All I see is is lights coming towards me and behind me. So, where do you stand on that subject? Do you think it's a good idea to raise it? Or do you think it'll just encourage reckless driving? Not that we don't have reckless driving at the moment. 84850 LBC 973. Uh, Barnaby and Beckenham says I'm 33 and still get asked for ID in Tesco. How lovely to be 33 and look that young that they yeah. ask you. But you would think this is after the story of the man who went in. He's 25 and he wanted to buy some Jack Daniel's barbecue sauce. To be honest with you, they're just go and buy a bottle of Jack Daniel's and marinate the food with it. Coca Cola, I'm told, is very good. Have you heard about this one? Yeah, I have. my friend Mariosh. Oh, I'm on the subject of Polish. Lots of British people are moving to Poland, taking their skills with them, because over there you might not earn as much money, sometimes it can be a third less, but they they said the standard of living over there is fantastic. Very, very nice. People are really nice, the food is fresh, people are welcoming. There's one man, he said, I I walked through Krakow, he said, and I pinched myself because it's so beautiful. It is. And so all the Polish people come here for the money... So they work as, you know, in the coffee shops and things like that. And carpenters, bringing their carpenters, skills to the UK. But the, but the Brits, with their skills, are going back to Poland for the quality of life. Yeah. Because they say over here, you get much more for your money over there. Cold in the winter, though. It is. But Ooh, it was Mario. who was actually, well, in fact, I think their winter, it's not quite in yet, but it'll come down. And he was the one who said, marinating food in Coca-Cola. Yeah. You do a ham in it. Someone a friend of mine yes, cooks a sh- ham. Did they do it on the in television? Terms it of might have been a Coca Cola. yeah. I don't like Coca-Cola. No. And I turned on there's another one of these ghastly cooking programs on the television at the moment, and it's got one half of Colin and Justin. It's enough to make your heart drop, I'm <laughs> afraid. You turn on the television and there's one half of the ghastly duo. <laughs> Car engines may have moved on, says Michelle, but the brains of some of the idiots who drive them haven't. Listening to your show on my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. When I had a pub says jam when serving a ploughman's I take a quarter of a red skinned apple slice it and put it on the plate like a little fan. Do you like eating an apple with a piece of I don't like apples. No. I'm not an apple but they make my make my teeth go funny. I like cooking apples. I nearly bought apple the other day, sliced apple mm. in the supermarket, because I quite like it was frozen and it was sort of... <laughs> so my Excuse mum used me. to do stewed apple. Like, oh, I, yes, like Mom's stewed apples. Apple. I love stewed rhubarb, but the trouble is it's just full of sugar. Mike in Greenford says, The speed at which motorists are prosecuted is, because of speedometer accuracy, usually 70 plus 10% plus 3, 80 miles an hour anyway. If the limit is made 80, the actual top speed will rise to 91 by the same method. The number of drivers safe at that speed is probably significantly fewer. Oh, I saw a woman overtaking once. We were going to Costco and Watford... And this woman overtook, and she lost control of the car. And I thought she's going to crash in front of us. I immediately braked and pulled over, and she lost control of it. Yes, and they hit the barrier sometimes. Well, they in this did, case, they... she didn't, but she obviously it must have frightened the life out of her because she immediately pulled over and sort of started crawling along it. But have you not seen people driving at 80,
2: 80 miles an hour on the motorway with
1: a mobile phone to their ear? I've seen people putting makeup on in cars yeah. and texting. Yes, 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 on yes. the motorway. Yes, scary. I've very, seen people resting maps and books. On the front. And the texting thing is, is quite normal. I don't know how, they, how you manage it. I'll read it, trying to read an
2: email, mm. and I mean, then driving at 80 miles an hour.
1: Quite scary. Yes. But, but just to... I talk to myself in the car, though, so people think I'm on the phone. Yeah, but well, they do. Yeah, but you're, talking. At... you're I'm, talking. I'm talking, yes. But in a
2: country like Saudi Arabia, <clears throat> which is the only country in the world that bans women, both Saudi and foreign From driving. From driving. Full stop. Uh, recently, a lady was caught driving, and her name was Shima. And she was uh, sentenced... To, to be lashed ten times for driving.
1: Yeah, she was caught. Which, uh, what, this is—I mean, you can't believe you're in the year 2011, ladies and gentlemen. This no. woman was actually caught driving, and it's illegal for women to drive at any time of the day. Yes. Not even like a you are not allowed to get behind button. the wheel. You're not allowed to answer the
2: door. No, you can't answer the door either. What a backward country they and are. Escorted, but Have the heard king, which is who, the king, who's uh, King Abdullah, has recently been saying that he's going to start changing things for women. And, and they're them so to have a vote. My entire life. They're going to be allowed to vote very, very soon. Maybe next year. Oh, and he
1: actually there. withdrew the um, yeah. the sentence. He
2: said, "No, no, no, no! Don't do that."
1: That's, they uh, actually lash people. So a woman <laughs> getting in the car or opening the front door, ladies and gentlemen, how backwards are they? How stupid. I mean, why? so what? Oh, God,
2: just It's really quite... D- well, you know, that's the way they are. But apparently what normally happens there, if you are caught driving, mm. you are given a caution. And then you have to sort of, you know, swear or sign something and say, yes. I'm really, I will really, never really, drive really again. sorry. I will never do this again. But they must learn to drive. So where do you learn to drive? Well,
1: husbands. If you're not allowed to drive. I don't know. Perhaps they haven't got licences.
2: Maybe not. They just right. get in and go.
1: We've heard things so stupid. Women are not allowed to drive. Oh, well,
2: there's all sorts of laws like that. Yeah. You know, aren't they? They're not allowed to open the door. Why are they not allowed to answer the door? Oh,
1: I've never heard anything so stupid in my time. Don't get me going this morning. I'm <laughs> looking forward to a nice weekend. Now I'm very angry. Uh, Joe Feldman <laughs> says, can you wish mum Gloria Feldman the best of luck for Monday? She's finally coming home from hospital. She's been in there a full month. Hooray! A full home. month. So finally Excellent. Gloria is out and uh, her drive to getting better is seeing you from the front row in December. <laughs> well, it'll be our, our thrill as well. It so, will, indeed. So, lots of love. Joe, thank you for that. And, uh, Gloria, look forward to seeing you. That'll be very nice. Now, I hate to mention the weather again, because I've, I've moaned about it, but then the Brits complain about the weather. It's, n- it's officially never been hotter in the UK at this time of year. At ten past three, yesterday afternoon in Northolt. Why Northolt? I've got no idea, it must be the airfield there. The Met Office recorded the temperature of 28.5 degrees, which beats the previous record for September the 29th, set almost 120 years ago. Who would know more? Our weather specialist Chris Lowry.
4: Today is officially the hottest September the 29th in history. Today's high in Northolt beats the 27.8 degrees Celsius we had in York. All the way back in 1895 Now this hot weather's been caused by an air of high pressure Sitting just to the east of us That's drawn up some very warm air from the continent It's been a very hot summer down over Spain And uh, much of France And that hot weather's still with them And now that's drifted north across much of the UK. It is going to hang around uh, for the next few days before it starts to cool down next week. Now, it means hundreds of people have been rushing to London's parks this afternoon to enjoy the sunshine. They've told LBC 97.3 the heat's a pleasant surprise so late in September. It's a lot warmer than I was expecting. I packed all my winter clothes to come here. It's nice. We need this kind of weather to lift the moves up a bit. Actually, I thought it was going to be quite hot this September. It's a treat. And, you know, look around you, it's full of people, so that's what we do. We come to a park. However, for some Londoners, this late, unexpected hot weather's increased their workload. The ambulance service have told LBC 97.3 that they've seen a 12% rise in calls. Assistant Chief Ambulance Officer John Pooley has told us they'd been expecting it. And people are ringing for a lot of breathing
2: difficulties. So people are genuine when they're ringing, but it may not necessarily be the, the best way for them to deal with their problems. So it's more about is it appropriate for people to dial 999 for what's wrong with them at the moment.
4: While the hot weather will stay with us for a while, normal service will return soon, so make the most of it while you can.
1: I bet that to think about that little bit of music. Hot town, summer in the city. Chris Lowry, LBC 97.3's weather expert. Let me tell you for today, uh, the headline forecast, dry with the blue skies, very hot. I should be sitting in the car with the air conditioning on. I don't care the cost of it. I refuse to suffer. The high today, 29 degrees. Double it and add 30. So you're looking at 58. You're looking at 88 degrees give or take. Very warm. Currently it's 16 degrees. Tonight, clear skies, light winds. Minimum 13 centigrade. So that's when it drops down overnight. Tomorrow, dry, sunny and hot. Maximum 29 degrees. Sunday, maximum 28 degrees. Monday, turning cloudier and cooler, 25. The time you get to Tuesday, it's light rain and cool and 21 degrees. Don't forget to water your plants. Don't uh, forget yes. to make sure you don't leave dogs locked in cars, which you're bound to have a stupid person who will do that at some point today. And make sure you wear sun protection.
2: You think, you know, you're going to go out and, even if you're wandering around,
1: always put a little yes. bit of sun, sun cream on. I don't, actually, because I don't. I tend not to go out that often. Because I can't I can't walk up and down in it. I always I wear sun cream. Every day. I know, and very fetching you look in it too, John. <laughs> uh, please wish my friend Mary a very happy birthday today. She's driving into work and she'll be hysterical, <laughs> says Eleanor. She says, love the show. You've increased my laughter lines by at least 50% over the years. I'm so happy. <coughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, the more like a road map of the Sahara you look, the happier I am. You can always spot a Steve Allen audience. They're all there with lots of lines, <laughs> which is good. Uh, Pat says Margie is holding him at Millen Coffee Morning. The Queensborough Hall, Stones End, London South East 1. Steve Joe McKeldridge from Newcastle. Well, he's very straight, isn't he? Very butch. I think perhaps he, he's one of the ones who fell off the wagon halfway through. I think it took him a while though to realise it, didn't he? All those, sol- all those. Um, well, everybody realised the moment he walked on. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> he has he has mouth li- a mouthful of teeth like piano keys, and he likes show tunes. The giveaway was there straight away. Uh, Tilly says, "I hate this hot weather. Hate sweating. Spiders, and not being able to wear my Uggs." I don't think we'll talk about that anymore, okay? I cannot stand ugly. <laughs> it's definitely not ugly weather. Yeah. Jackie in New Southgate says Sir Martin's uh, Martin's primary school having a Macmillan uh coffee morning in East Finchley. Love 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 the show. I like that love love love. It's not just love the show, but love, love Sounds love. Sounds like a Beatles song. Yes. Alan from Clay Hall is listening in Prague. Ooh, we like Prague. Yeah. He said it's not the engine. Most of all, it's the breaks that have progressed over the years, which is good news. Mm. Okay, listen. uh, Quarter to seven. Let's uh, let's move on quickly. News headlines. And here with them is Holly Ford.
3: Thanks, Steve. Three teenager girls have been shot in West London in what's believed to have been a drive-by shooting. Two of the victims are in hospital. More than a thousand Royal Navy personnel will learn later that they're made redundant. Three hundred and fifty of them will be compulsory. And the government's considering increasing the motorway speed limit to eighty. A public consultation is to be launched.
1: Joanna Lumley says, "I love the mutton dressed as lamb look. I know I've perfected it over the years. I have to be honest. My friend Helena knows all about that. I mean, That's she's evil. That is." That's very I know, very evil. I, know I, I can say that because, you know, at the moment she's not quite compas <laughs> not quite with it this morning, which is good. Loads of your texts and emails coming in. Luke, uh, who confesses to being Polski, says the limit on the motorway should be 90 miles an hour. You've got it in Poland, they've only got a few miles of it.
2: That's true. And Germany yeah.
1: and France on their yeah. autobahns, they're f- any speed, aren't they? Yes, I just wish they'd have more, more speed cameras or something. Markin Putney thinks that daddy long daddy legs have become extinct. I could never bear Daddy Long. Had one in my kitchen last night. Oh, did you? Great big thing. Oh, don't. The front of the life had it makes me feel ill. (laughs) I'm going to bring one in next week if I've got. Don't, don't. I mean, I promise you. In a little jar. No, not even in a little jar. Not in anything. Because your little best friend could just kick and break the jar, and then all of a sudden, you know, we'd be dragged out the window or something. I'm just going
2: to let it go across the studio desk.
1: Neil says I finally bought an iPad 2, which is great. I don't even need to put my glasses on to read it. He says, "Have a great weekend, thank you." Don't forget that uh, nine o'clock Sunday night. Is the brand new in conversation, and I can tell you this week, it's Will Young, who you'll never guess he's, he's got a cold or flu. You, you would never know, really, but uh, but he has. So uh, there's him and Joan Collins. Can't wait for John, as well. Eh? You'll love it. I oh, no, love it. Will's, Will as well. Will was very charming, yeah, actually. Very, very good. Very down to earth. Yes. Luckily, Helen has just cancelled my, my bank card, so oh, that's great has. news. It's, I always love, love, love a smile first thing in the morning. And she's drained
2: the account. She has drained the account. And she's speaking to me Rio. from <laughs> Bahamas. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Which is good. A first-class um, ticket. I nobody like. likes this bloody motorway, uh, this uh, this heat at the moment. And the actress who played Shirley Bassey last night was magnificent. She was sensational. Yeah. You've got that to look forward to. Yes. I shall, I shall watch that later on. Uh, very good. quickly, some of your uh, emails. My mum makes lettuce soup and freezes it. And I don't ah. like lettuce, says Mary. Lettuce soup. I mean, do me a favour. How much lettuce do you need to put in to make a soup? Well, you have spinach soup. Yeah, but that, No, you don't. Soup. You have that Chinese lettuce. That's completely different from our lettuces. And uh, there's a recipe for lamb and lettuce here, Steve, says Jan. Will you stop it with, with the lettuce thing this morning? It's driving me mad. Uh, they say that during your life you swallow eight spiders. Oof. Really? Really? Actually, I have swallowed mosquitoes and stuff like that. I'm afraid that's not very good. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Bridget says, please say hello to Jill, who works with me at Duncombe School in Hartford, who I discovered yesterday is a, is a listener to your show as well. There you go. The more the merrier. Tell your friends. <laughs> have a great weekend. She says I had to go to Priscilla to make Priscilla. up for the... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Priscilla <laughs> she, Queen of the Desert. She's she's, going, she's been so many times here. Uh, Annette from, uh, from Denmark. Hello. Hello. And she says, I could become an aunt any day now. My sister's due date was Wednesday. I'm so excited. Is she in Denmark? Yeah. I love Denmark. Copenhagen. Lo- yes. One of my favourite place. Is it? Oh, right. Yeah, I loved it. You oh, weren't right. mad on it, were you? Um, well, I, s- I only arrived there very briefly and then went to, uh, to a place called Esberg. Oh, you went to Esberg? Yes. Yeah. Well, Up in go Jutland.
2: God, it was God. From,
1: uh, I have horrible memories of it. Horrible memories. I went over there thinking I was going to be a, a DJ. And and I went off on DFDS. I was violently ill on the boat because of rough crossing. Very rough crossing. Mm. And the food that they have on the on DFDS is um, hot chocolate with cream and cream in chicken. Everything has got cream in it. Go and so, Make you throw up. Oh, oh, it was just dreadful. We eventually get there. I mean, I I changed. I'd, I'd, I'd arrived green. I was horrible. Go to this place. And uh, the big thing for, for presenters at the time or DJs was to go and work there. I hated it. I hated it. I stayed with this guy called Jerry Coord, who used to run an agency. I can't remember what it was called now. But I had to stay at his house, and he was constantly trying to palm me off to people. And of course, I stayed there, and in the end, I got so homesick. <laughs> and all the DJs were crackpots. They were lunatics. They all they all had gimmicks. I remember going over on the boat, and somebody saying to me, so what's your, so what's your act? Mm. And I said, I've, I've I've got a satin jacket and some flares. You know, I wasn't quite sure. He had an invisible dog on a, one of those stiff leads. OK. And he thought that was funny. And so where were you doing this, DJ? Were you doing well, look, clubs? Yes. And bars and things like yes. that? Yes, well, that was the idea. I didn't actually get to do but it. In Esbjerg. Yes, all around Denmark. The idea was they had all these English DJs working. at Ghastly, ghastly. I came what back after about four weeks, thoroughly depressed. I was homesick, yeah. came back with a lorry driver strike. My dad had to drive all the way down to Dover to come and collect me. Good old dad. Good eh? old dad, thank goodness. Sue says, I'm trading my car today for a new one. I'm very reluctant to put too much diesel in the tank. The other day, the fuel light came on telling me I had 50 miles worth. I thought I'd put £5 in to see me through. The the gauge didn't... Of course it won't move. That's about about a tablespoon, (laughs) isn't it? I think £5. Definitely not. Uh, Stuart is oiling up in the garden today. That's a place to avoid, I suppose. It worries me. I think Christo's doing the same. I might do the same as well. Yes. Are you, gonna, are you? Oh, dear. Am I? I'm definitely not. And uh, and Gillian Molsey said, We had a Macmillan coffee morning in my hair salon. Staff not happy. All the tips went to the charity box. Come on, it's only one day. It's only one year. And um, let's face it, if you drive at 70, a vast majority of other cars are flying past you at 80 anyway. Kevin says, I don't see the problem. Tariq says, I am on JobSeeker's Allowance at the moment. I sign on every two weeks. I have to show I've applied for a three jobs a day minimum by filling in a job log form. And I've been on a course to help me with my CV and a covering letter. There you go. So that's good news. Uh, Newcastle is full of fruit, says Chris. I'm one myself. (laughs) We were saying that Newcastle is apparently the butcher's place in the country. Obviously not. And uh, he says, the ones that don't identify as being gay are just bi, but they don't like to talk about it till after they've had a couple of pints. I know, I've seen Geordie Shore. I mean, most of the people look slightly suspect, I'm afraid, in that programme. Have you seen the Chelsea programme? Yes, the Chelsea one is... is it's, I like it's, that. It's so much better than the oh, uh, the Essex yes. one. The Essex one you need to watch on fast forward. Yeah. Susie says, uh, you can cook lettuce in a stir-fry. Okay, all right. Quit, quit it with the lettuce. All right, I've had enough with the lettuce now. I don't want to talk about the lettuce anymore. Uh, some job seekers get their money, says Lynn, going to a shop, spend it all on uh, alcohol and probably the odd bag of crisps. Uh, Susie said, one of your. You can cook lettuce. Will you shut it with the lettuce? Okay. See. I don't want to know about lettuce. I, I don't care. And uh, Jane, thank you. And uh, enjoy. Must, uh, Patrick says, I love your show. It's funny and honest. He said, uh, all the way through the show, agreeing out loud, drives my girlfriend mad. It's always the best way, isn't it? I mean, most people I meet say there's three of us in our relationship. Me, the wife, and you, Steve. Which is, which I don't care. Uh, Mark is in Perth, Australia. He said, he's in a place called, he said, it's hotter here, I can't believe I'm jealous. It's hotter in Perth. Yeah. Yeah, Perth is always warm. Sounds terrible, actually. London is hotter than here. <clears throat> yeah, London is hotter than Perth. And he says he's jealous. You're welcome to London's it. hotter than anywhere else in
2: Europe, actually. Yeah. There's not very many places. I think even Cyprus is just about the same temperature.
1: Yeah. And, and Brad is... says, Your show always puts a smile <clears throat> on my face when we drive to work from Brighton each morning. Oh, what a long drive. Perth is the most isolated city in the world. Is it? Yes. Hmm. Well, there you go. So, you've, you've learnt something today, ladies and gentlemen. So, just very quickly, apart from the fact on the front page of the paper there's this man being dragged out of the water, <laughs> I can't believe this man's had his leg chopped off by the shark and somebody's standing there taking a photo of him. Yes, I know. I mean, they've actually got it. Well, it's a very clear picture. Well, so, they must have been going, pose. Yeah, but the thing about it is that everybody now has got a
2: camera on them because they've got their phones, yeah. haven't they? And they go, snap, snap, snap. To be the honest with you, the man mad. was a fool. He shouldn't
1: have gone in the water anyway. He certainly shouldn't. He was actually told about it. Um, Kate, they now say... This is Kate Middleton. Yes. Kate. Kate Wales is following in Diana's footsteps. Can we stop it with the uh, the comparison and I'm stop
2: criticizing what she's wearing? Yes. The poor girl's only been
1: around five minutes. Don't start all that. Got to get behind Kate. Yes, not sort of trying to knock her. She's down. She's not like Diana at all. Okay, not, not at like all. Diana. Listen, sadly, no more time. John's back with us next week. Indeed. Enjoy the rest of your uh, your sunny day because it will be. Very, very sunny today. You will all swelter in the heat. And if you go to the LBC website, you can podcast the programme a little bit later on. It'll be well worth podcasting, I promise you. If only for all the copious mentions for Macmillan and their uh, their big coffee mornings, which are taking place all over the place. Uh, Back with you Sunday night at nine o'clock for Joan Collins... And Will Young. Nick and the team with you after seven. First of all, the business update with Holly Ford.
3: Thanks, Steve. The FTSE 100 will start the day at 51.96 after closing down 20 points yesterday. The UK appears to have seen a slight boost to consumer confidence this month, with people more hopeful about the state of the country's economy. The figure, GFK, NOP, increased by one 1.30 in September after three months of decline. New Zealand's the latest country to have its credit rating downgraded by two of the three major ratings agencies. Fitch Ratings, as well as Standard and Poor's, have brought the country down from double A plus to double A. And the total amount of money loved ones leave in inheritance will jump to more than £1 trillion within the next 35 years. HSBC thinks that by the year 2047, the average amount being passed on will be £238,000. Nick Ferrari follows the news at 7. This is LBC 97.3.
0: LBC 97.3 Business.
4: With clubworkspace.co.uk. Touchdown, work and network with other London entrepreneurs.
0: At 7 o'clock on Friday, September 30th, tragedy at the hospital in Romford, where people have now been apologising for failings in the standard of care given the death of two women who died in its maternity service unit. We'll ask exactly what went wrong there. In other news, three teenage girls shot last night a mile from David Cameron's former home. Why, Britain is heading for yet another clash with the EU, this time over benefit payments, plus... Primary school children will look at pictures of Britney Spears in her underwear. Why? And... Roses, facts, Gloves, snowdrops... As we get Britney ready for a right summer scorcher, what's it doing to your garden? Those stories and more after the news. On FM, online and digital radio, London's biggest conversation. This is LBC 97.3.